In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gaspacho police. Oh my God. What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. Yay! And this Yay! is the Red Sun Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Our bestie is back. Brian Hi. is here to host with us today. I'm so happy. I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. It's very fun. What about the current political climate made you say... I gotta get back in there. <laughs> well, Amanda recently messaged. She's like, on Thursdays, we like talk about like some like pop culture stuff. It's more fun. So can you do it on Tuesday? And I was like, wait, what? And she just like misspoke. I got it wrong. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I'd rather do Thursday if that's okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> and here we are though. We're, we're back. It's been a heavy week. It's been a heavy week. I don't know. I've never been looking forward to a weekend more. For real. I've. Also, this is one of those weeks where it's felt like Friday every day. And I think it's because of like how hot it is. Like for some reason, I'm like, this hot, gotta be Friday. (laughs) (laughs) That's the immediate, if this, then that. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but I have been feeling that too. Maybe it's just like a a post 4th of July, like we're halfway through summer vibe that I'm just like, I need to be taking full advantage of. You know, be, yeah. it, being able to be outside, but then you can't even really actually be outside. So it's like, that's what I don't it know is. what to do. It's funky. It feels weird. And it's probably like post wedding must be such a come down that it's like, I feel like you need to like, re- like a two month emotional reset after that. Yeah. I don't even know what to talk about, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, exactly. Well, I mean, it's fine. If you were a straight couple, they would just ask you, so when are you getting pregnant? <laughs> that's true. I mean, people still do ask about the children, but. It's more like from like I was yeah. just in Fire Island for the past few weeks, and one of our like friends was like, like older man. He's like, so you guys gonna be like, you guys gonna have kids next? And I was like, oh god, no. He's like, oh thank god. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> like no, no. At <laughs> least to family members, you could just be like, please listen to the recent episode of the Betches Up podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did, I did have as my first topic the heat. The news is is the heat. One in three Americans are under heat advisory warnings as what is called a heat dome. (laughs) Bring temperatures of up to 110 degrees Fahrenheit. Wichita Falls, Texas reached 115 degrees. I have never been in something like that. Have you? 115, no. No. No, I've been pretty up there, but yeah, I hope not to be. (laughs) South of Spain can get pretty hot, but it's it's like very dry. And they're also built for that weather. So that's like the issue is like, I feel like this hot weather, it's like... Depending upon where you are, you're either used to it and you can do something about it or you're not and you can do nothing. Well, the British are not okay. Oh, my God. (laughs) Number one, I read an article that was like, 
movie theaters are giving free tickets to redheads to save them. <laughs> and I'm like, absolutely, absolutely, they should be doing that. They deserve it. Um, num- like, I mean, it's it's literally that crazy. I also watched an insane clip that was going viral on Twitter of like, they were cl- they were mashing it up to a clip of um, Don't Look Up. But, no, no. Um, <laughs> but it's literally this guy is on the news and he's like, we're going to be experiencing deadly temperatures. People will die. And then the news anchor goes, but I want to be happy about the weather. It's so, like, no. <laughs> yeah, she's like, do we have, Lady, why do you have to do that? But right now it's so nice. Out. And I'm like, Lady. <laughs> Come on. Precisely. I feel like I was channeling her energy because originally I put the heat and the weather in our, you know, support suppress segment. But I was going to be like, do you guys love the heat? Are you like love fun in the sun or do you hate it? But then it's like also like a thousand people have died in Europe. Thousands of people just burning up. This is crazy. And they can't even they can't even say how many people will have died because they can't count it. Because it's still ongoing, you know, they can't when they're in a heat event, it's impossible to know how many people are actually going to die at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in Greg Abbott's Texas, I'm surprised the power grid has held on. I mean, fingers crossed. I read something that they like had to turn off Bitcoin mining to like save the oh, power grid. Please. Please <laughs> do. Yeah. do. <laughs> that is something like when I get a heat advice, like, you know, how sometimes in the city, they'll be like, try to use less power because of the heat. And I'm like, turn off Times Square, bitch. Why is the m store on? <laughs> Yeah. The whole Why? store is on. <laughs> Why is the whole damn M&M store on? <laughs> I can't have my window AC unit and and, the, and Times Square could yeah. be like like hotter than the sun, the, like brighter than the sun. Absolutely. Like you have 150 ads playing on loop in probably like a relatively empty Times Square right now because it's over 100 degrees. Like let's start there before you tell me that I got to turn my window unit down. Right. I think in terms of electricity use, we're looking for a happy medium between Times Square and, you know, a French pied-à-terre with no AC. Yeah, South-facing. We're just looking for somewhere, for somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. Mm -hmm. I have seen so many people just schlepping fans and and everything. But speaking of the UK, 100 degree temperatures, they're literally just setting parts of the English countryside on fire. I am no scientist. I didn't know things could just spontaneously ignite from heat. But Jesus, Jesus Christ. British aren't meant to be that hot. It's mm. not supposed it. They're not. They're not. They're not doing that. well. It's not OK. The mayor of London announced on Tuesday that I don't know why I'm laughing. This is terrible. The mayor of London announced that Tuesday was, quote, the busiest day for the fire service in London since the Second World War. And you just, you remember, I remember those sirens. It was a rough time. Yeah, well, I had Molly, so I'm aware of everything that went on in the Second World War. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a scholar of the Second American World War. Right, we need an American girl doll who can fight forest fires in the in the English countryside. (sighs) Yeah, we need an American girl doll who's been experiencing the disastrous effects of climate change. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, what Greta. kind of world do we live in? <laughs> Greta is that American girl. That She's a Swedish girl. Greta oh, does not Swedish. do well in the sun. Yeah, Greta definitely does not no. do well in the sun. She burns, she burns, she burns right up. I mean, here in New York, our temperatures max out around 96. But yeah, there is, I mean, of course, you know, with the caveat that we are all safe and privileged enough to, to mostly be in AC. But yeah, the, the met, it's really rough to like, it's so sunny outside. You can't go outside. You can't do anything. I've been on like this, 
I've been saying on the podcast, I'm, I'm walking 40 miles a week before my wedding and I had like just gotten into it and now I can't do it. I'm just like on the treadmill watching Dorinda get wasted and yell at people for like four hours a day. I mean, poor me, you know, but yeah. it, it's a funky time. It's a funky time. It's well, I have to say plus humidity. We live in a humid heat. It's like 101 with humidity. It's like walking through water at a certain point. I feel bad for the dogs, you know, because they don't understand why they're not going outside. I'm like, I don't want you to die. <laughs> I know. I know. I saw a TikTok that was like, actually, if it's like really sunny, anything over 80 degrees, the, the, which seems low, like it's in the sun, yeah. anything over 80 degrees, because the concrete just like after multiple days, just gets so hot that it just like just yeah. incinerates them. Like the heat rises. Yeah. I know. We sent Rue to daycare today so that he yeah. could like play indoors with other dogs. Cause it's like, we can't really. Yeah. Walk puppies him in this weather is rough. And yeah. we can't, we're not taking him to the dog park. Like it's not, he, mm-hmm. I mean, literally the moment we try to walk him, he's like, hell no. And yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Definitely. Rusty, Rusty knows how to advocate for himself. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no overheating for Rusty. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Healthier hair and skin, yes, but beyond that too. Since I started using pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great, it looks fancy on the shelf, and I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. first topic today. Do you all know what I do when I'm overwhelmed by my workload and no one seems happy with me? I can't seem to do anything right. Approval is on the down for me. I pretend to be sick. I have done this. <laughs> I have done it while working at this company. I think a lot of people do it. You know, you yeah, just sometimes, sometimes when everyone's giving you a hard time, you can't do anything right. You have to call out. What sick. is sick? Anyway, Precisely. <laughs> sick in what sense? What does one mean by sick? <laughs> and you know what? Some people have to push that as far. Maybe you've used your sick card and now you all you've got left is your COVID card. And President Joseph Robinette Biden has pulled his COVID card. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I hope after saying this, he's OK. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we released the episode and they're like. It's bad. It's taking a, taken a turn. <laughs> <laughs> they bring out that little the, the doctor that Trump had at Walter Reed to like <laughs> that guy who like clearly what like had become a doctor two days ago. <laughs> is this his first bout with COVID? To my knowledge, I think it is. Yeah, I mean, somehow he didn't get it oh. during the campaign. He really did. Yeah. I think a lot of people are getting COVID right now. Trump yeah. tried to give him COVID. 
Absolutely. That's true. Absolutely. He did that debate with him when he was fully contagious with COVID. And aware, aware that he had COVID. Absolutely. 100%. But don't worry. They had the little plastic screen in between them. Oh my God. There was six feet. It was six feet of distance when we had no vaccine, nothing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, man, there's like, there's so many things that happen because Trump has been in the news so much lately and the Trumps in general that I'm like, oh yeah, that was awful. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. Sometimes people are like, I've heard people say that he's, you know, teasing, even dropping his idea to run around midterms. And that's about, that's just over 90 days away. And I'm not ready. That's going to change all the instant that he fully reenters the public consciousness is just going to completely, completely change our lives. Yeah. I'm actually, um, looking forward to it. No, not looking forward, <laughs> but I like <laughs> not looking forward, certainly not looking forward, <laughs> Yeah, but I think that, he he's an agent of chaos as we know and I do think he's going to create an immense amount of chaos because there are a lot of Republicans who want to try to run against Biden in 24 so if he Mm -hmm. gets in that early number one if he does it before the midterms Democrats are already doing better than they really should be by all accounts in the midterms because people are not in love with they're they're not happy with Democrats, but they're also very upset with Republicans. So I kind of feel like him getting involved in the midterms and freaking a bunch of people out about his prospective return is not the worst thing, though. Obviously I would prefer he was not in American politics. It was actually, I would prefer if he was going to jail for his many crimes, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I mean, he can still meddle from there. Yeah. He'll still get his message across. I mean, I would be interested to see like, what is going to happen with all of the Republican primaries if, mm-hmm. pe- I mean, other people are going to yeah. decide to run, of course, you know, like yeah. I can't imagine, like I can, I can imagine the ones that want to be the next Trump, not, but I could see some middle of the road or whatever person coming, but we could all just like shun Trump and pretend that he's not here nor there for oh, m- a like little that bit. Idea. That's right. Like if everyone, I always think about this with the Kardashians, like, like when people, I don't mind them that they don't bother me at all. But when so many people are like constantly complaining about them and then like watching, mm-hmm. clicking on articles, I'm like, stop clicking the articles about them. And then people will stop writing about them and stop. And so, yeah. and then, and so it's just like the same thing. It's like, if everyone just stops, stop, like if we just like do what Dwight Schrute's like family did to him in the first few years of his life. What we did to Trump for the next couple of years, maybe, maybe we'll just all collectively forget that he's not there. His unfavorability is still really, really, really high. So, I mean, I don't know. His unfavorability was high when he won the first time. So I never count, like, I learned the hard way not to count him out if he gets involved in elections. But I do feel like I don't think it's helpful to Republicans for him to involve himself in the race ahead of the midterms. I think all that does is get a bunch of people who maybe were on the fence about Democrats, but really mm-hmm. are anti-Trump and anti-Trumpism to be like, fuck, I actually, I guess I do have to do this vote thing that they keep talking about. Yeah. And it's interesting to see because a lot of like, you know, the Repub- the, the Trump backed candidates have like lost their primary races or mm-hmm. they, the ones that have gotten through are like so extreme that they're not like, like um, Herschel Walker and Dr. Oz. It's like, Okay, that's actually making it look a little bit better than we mm-hmm. thought it might have been for the Democrats. So, totally. I mean, I feel like the only 
the like the way we talk about all the time with the electoral college is still really hard for Democrats to win. And one thing that we seem to be able to win against, at least since 2020, is Trump. So if Trump decides to enter and make the midterms about him, and we also have, you know, not the, yep. the row falling on our side, but it is hopefully a motivating factor paired with that. Yeah, I mean, I do feel like if Roe hadn't happened, if Trump stayed quiet, if there weren't horrific shootings of children, (laughs) the motivation on the left would be pretty low right now. Just totally. We'd be so fucked. It would be. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible to say. I know it's like it's so like perverse because it's like, but actually, unfortunately, things have gotten so fucked up that people can't even afford to uh, register their displeasure with the Democratic Party, which in a healthy system, it would Mm. actually be okay to sometimes say, you know what? I've taken a look at the candidates. I'm not really feeling any of them. I'm going to participate in these elections, but maybe not this one. Like if we actually had like a healthy system that wasn't constantly on the brink of like apocalyptic collapse, You could actually sometimes say, you know what? I'm actually not feeling any of the candidates, so I'm going to participate in a different way. But unfortunately, we're in constant threat of like existential crisis. Right. It's like, yeah, it's like we're always, you can't just walk past a person bleeding out and be like, mm-hmm. meh, meh. It's like, no, you have to, you have no choice. It's either help them or, or we all perish. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the, 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 the 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 topic of conversation is all things that like democratic voters and like a lot of independent voters are concerned about and climate change mm-hmm. we are in the midst of a climate crisis with this effing heat wave um like you said Roe versus Wade uh, I'm not sure if you gun- remember but we can curse on this podcast I don't know why I did I said effing <laughs> sometimes I do that because I, I feel like I do curse often so I try to lessen it. You don't. I actually once asked you if you were trying to like be more kid friendly in your content or something. You're no. like, no, I don't know why I do that. You're just no. A I don't know why. I just I don't know why I do that. I think it's I think I <laughs> oh, think I funny. have like the vernacular of an like I'm, I'm uh, an old man from Alabama sometimes because <laughs> my my dad was raised in Alabama. So some of those euphemisms come out Got like holy mm-hmm. Moses, Jesus yeah. flip. God bless America. Those are just some of those tickets. is one of my favorite, like, swear terms. I love it. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So speaking of things that, you know, the Supreme Court has helped expose how unpopular some of these conservative 
I guess things on the conservative platform are, including marriage equality, which I don't even think we, I, I thought people were over marriage equality. The, the, the Republican party at large clearly moved on from it as an issue because it's done. It's settled. There are a lot of same sex married couples. Like it's just not something that they thought was a fight worth fighting, especially because the public was against them. But obviously since Clarence Thomas's opinion and the fact that Ro them overturning Roe kind of hinged upon them saying, actually, you don't have any right to privacy. They've kind of been Congress has kind of been revisiting things and doing what it can to say, like, okay, we're at least we're trying to protect this. And they did that this week with the House did it with contraception. I'm not sure the status of that one going to the Senate, but the one going to the Senate soon is a vote to protect marriage equality from judicial overreach. So the House passed this on Tuesday. And will there be 10 Republican senators open to voting for this? Honestly, maybe not, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. I, I, there's more than on other things, which yes. is interesting. Cause like, I mean, there's Susan Collins, the, there's the Collins and Murkowski of it all. But then I think Rob Portman and then Tom mm -hmm. Tillis have also, like there yeah. are a couple other Republicans who have been like, well, I read one of them. I can't remember which one was like, well, my son's gay. And it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. okay, well, you know what? Good. We need more Republican senators with a gay son. <laughs> You know, it's it's true because, you know, the amount of people who were more people are coming out. They're saying like like Mar Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying that we are we the gay people are coming and eventually we're going to make straight people, people extinct. One can hope, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I think what's actually happening is that we live in a more accepting society and people are more comfortable to come out. And the more people that come out, the more people you are likely to know who and it's, it's fucked up. But unfortunately, yeah. to sympathize with other people, you have to personally, some of the times these people have to personally go through an experience. And so that seems to be what's happening. Like, like you said, the one senator is like, oh, I have a gay son, so uh, I don't want him to disown me. Right. But That's off the table. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's so interesting to me to see, like, obviously I'm, if, if they pass this, that's wonderful. And that's really, really good. But it is interesting to think about how like why can't we get that energy for women like why isn't there a republican mm -hmm. senator who's like well i have a daughter yeah who, it's like it's it's really interesting to me and i yeah i don't know what to make of it like why yeah why why there would be room to codify one though mm -hmm. i mean again it's like they should definitely do that if they can do it but it just the, my thought was like it seems like the same wow, genre the, yeah. Like, like, why is abortion and women's stuff this different level mm -hmm. of hate? Well, especially because I think John Cornyn of Texas, Senator John Cornyn of Texas, called this a political stunt because he was like, the Supreme Court already settled this issue with Obergefell. This is settled. This is settled. And it's like, well, obviously not, because this is this is the energy you'd been giving us about abortion rights, presumably when they if they did try to codify Roe before. Nothing is settled. But as no, we nothing, know. nothing, nothing settled. But I it is interesting, Lise, because I have heard this talked about. I have heard legal experts say, you know, I wouldn't not to sort of minimize what Clarence Thomas said, but just suggesting that to undo that would just be such a administrative burden to the country because so many people are married. It would just be like, frankly, more trouble than it's worth. And it is crazy that they don't see outlawing abortion that way because right, like women are dying because, it, but, but that's like, and it is more administrative work. Like you got to yeah. fucking, you got to travel. Like it's, it is so, it, 
there's a, for the connection that's so obvious to us seems to be yeah. failing other people. It's so weird. And I think the, the Democrats are also moving to do this because people were so pissed at our leadership for not codifying Roe. And this way yeah. they can be like, yeah, that's true. Like, because they were caught so flat footed. So now they're like, well, fuck, uh, if they actually do end up taking a case, we can be like, we can point to this and be like, Hey, we tried. Mm hmm. Um, yeah. That's a charitable view. They learned their lesson. That's true. And so they're trying to get ahead of it. <laughs> and I do believe in making Republicans go on record about all of this stuff, even if it doesn't pass. Like, we do have this midterm coming up. Like, make these fuckers vote on gay marriage. Make mm -hmm. them put, like, put, put it out there and say, like, say it with your whole chest, Ted Cruz, who's already said it. You don't Ridiculous. think gay marriage, like, I mean, Ted, Ted Cruz literally has already said he thinks Obergefell was wrongly decided. It's like, okay, put your money you know where your how, mouth is, vote yeah. on that. Do you vote know how many that gays I know going to Texas, moving to Texas? Exactly. It's so <gasps> dumb. It's just like, this is like, like electorally, you guys are idiots. It's when they do it to women too. Like I said, John Corden of Texas said he's not going to vote for this. Another person who has already said they're not going to vote for it who I'm mentioning for no reason at all in particular is Lindsey Graham, who says he wants to uphold the Defense of Marriage Act, uh, which does define marriage as the union of one man and one woman, and it does enforce states to acknowledge same-sex marriages. So I guess in his view, which is now unconstitutional, of course. So I guess in his view, you know, if you get married in California, but you move to Alabama, Alabama has a right to not recognize you as a married couple, according to how does it, Lindsey it's, it's Graham. It's so crazy. Like, it's just like the abortion. 2022. Like, how does that fucking work? How can you run a country where you can do a road trip and be married half the time and not fucking married? Like that, you cannot run a nation this way. I'm thinking about like, yeah. it makes no sense. I mean, I've been thinking about this in terms of like, you know, the abortion stuff where it's like, okay, so if and when I do get pregnant, I can't go visit Danny's family in Wisconsin. I can't visit my parents down in Florida because if I have a miscarriage, I have to prove that I'm, de I'm half dead before Crazy. they'll do an operation. I mean, like, no one is thinking about logically I how never these thought things of that. are implemented. That's a very interesting point. I've never thought of that. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm. It's crazy, crazy, but there literally, there was a case in Wisconsin already about a woman who was miscarrying for 10 days. And it's like, this was a partial <sighs> miscarriage. This is not a birth. This is, this baby is not going to come out okay. This is also a wanted baby. This person is having an extreme trauma that's happening. And she had to bleed for 10 days because they have to make sure that her heartbeat shows that she's dying before they can give her. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. <laughs> oh and it, that's why it's like. Administratively, yeah, it would make no fucking sense to get rid of Obergefell. What would we do with these families who have built their lives around this ruling being correct? But then I see what's been happening with abortion, and I'm like, these people don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a specific. I mean, I think that obviously homophobia also results from the patriarchy, but like, you know, every, every, Every type of hate manifests different and has its grip in like a different a different way. There was an episode of The Daily, I think from this week, that I'm sure a lot of our listeners heard, but it was just appalling. A, a couple in Texas that were trying for a baby, she had um, her first miscarriage. It was dealt with very humanely in Texas, and uh, she had a DNC, which is the treatment for when you have a, miscarriage, a certain type of miscarriage. 
And then the second time, they turned her away to go bleed in her bathtub until she nearly died and was in a tremendous amount of pain. And she and her husband have decided to stop trying to have kids as long as they live in Texas because they don't feel that it's safe for her. So the fact that that the idea behind this is to, um, and I'm not sure, but I think that they are a white couple. And we know the idea behind this is to get more white babies. So it's like, it ain't working. It's not working. That's not what's going to happen here. It's just practically not going to happen. Woof. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. I just can't. It's just still like I have at least a couple of days. I'm sure we just all have this like revelation like, oh, my God. Yeah, like this, this is really is fucking nuts. Like people in Louisiana, like one day you can go get an abortion and and the next you can't. I mean, we Bridget and I had a long call with these incredible women at Emily's list this morning. And it made me feel so much better because I've kind of been running around like who is in charge? Who's no, who knows what to do. And literally they talked to us for an hour. They're like, Nevada, we need to keep this many seats of this many seats and the state Senate, this many of this many. Here's who's running. Here's who has, here's, here's their angle. Here's what would be a good social story for them for like basically half the States that are necessary here. So that made me feel better. There are things to do, but like, good God. There are. are, And like, there is an election in, even if the top of the ticket is making you fucking furious, which exactly. is how I feel, there is an election near you where you can help protect abortion access. There is something mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's interesting because normally, or maybe not during midterms, but sometimes um, state and local candidates kind of benefit from the turnout swell from national elections. But I think this year it's going to be the opposite. I think that national candidates are going to be lucky that people came out for their state and local elections and bothered to put a check next to their name while they were there. Mm-hmm. So they need to be endorsing not the Hen- not the Henry Coulars of the world. Yeah. That's for sure. Alrighty, we have eaten our vegetables. Now we can talk about something fun. <laughs> <laughs> but that will, will be soon. And yes, I would love to publish a list of the senators who said that they would not support to to codify this. I think that's definitely definitely a good marketing move because yeah, it just makes Ted Cruz look even worse. Mm-hmm. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. 
They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. You get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Okay, let's talk about a, a Latina much better than Ted Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> A member of the Latinx community we, that we support. Yes. <laughs> We're going to play a supporter suppress. We're just going to thumbs up or thumbs down. Some interesting headlines in pop culture, politics, chat about them. So this one I'm very eager to get your takes on. So after Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck tied the knot last week, some had a negative reaction to Lopez's intention to change her last name to Affleck. Before I continue, are these like real discourses that like really matter? No, not necessarily. But like, that's what we, we got to talk about something every day. We are cultural connoisseurs. We got to unpack it. Like none of this is really that big of a deal, but you know, let's get into it because people are talking. So one reaction that got a lot of attention was a tweet from Catherine Ryan, who is a comedian, pointing out how much of Lopez's career was built on her name. And of course, JLo, she just was like, she said it makes no sense to change her name. And then I also saw a couple tweets, I think, from some columnists that seemed to just be lamenting that she was a Latina icon and she would change her name to like, specifically people are just like, it's Affleck, you know? I, I, I don't know what version of kind of like clearly white guy name is, is preferable, but they're like, really, it's going to be Affleck. And so thoughts here, I mean, does it matter? Should these people be weighing in at all? I think that these people, I think it's a little overblown. I'll, for me, I'll pull my, as a Latina with a Latina mm -hmm. name, and I did not change my name. That was paperwork related. Right. I don't like <laughs> yeah. Too much work. <laughs> Mine was, J I imagine J-Lo, other people She'll fill out her paperwork for Somebody her. Somebody else I filed the request. Absolutely. I don't have that. But here's the thing. Like, she's a performer. And it. I think if she changes her legal name because she wants to feel that way and she wants to honor her marriage that way, like, She's obviously still performing as J-Lo and Jennifer yes, Lopez. Yes, that's such an important yeah. part of it. Like, she said that, yeah. Yeah, like, and so I just really don't think it's that crazy, like, that big of a deal. She's still going to perform as Jennifer Lopez. She's still obvious. Everyone fucking knows that Jennifer Lopez is Puerto Rican, so I don't think it's, like, she's Yeah, hiding. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine if the, like, Italian-American community was coming after Lady Gaga for choosing to perform under Lady Gaga instead of Stephanie Germanata. <laughs> Why like, is she not <laughs> Germanata or whatever? Um, Lady yeah. Germ Germ or something. I don't know. Um, I just think Jennifer Lopez is beyond <laughs> being able to hide her roots at this point. Everyone, she's one of the most famous people we've got. Everyone, yeah, she's very well aware that she's Jennifer Lopez, <laughs> that she's Puerto Rican, that she's Latina. I just don't think that there's, I don't think that there's a um, danger of a young Latina girl not knowing that she has yeah. J-Lo 
to, to look up to. Right. Like, I she's think still Jenny the, from the block. 100%. I just yeah. find it interesting that she wouldn't be the first Jennifer Affleck because he, he was married to Jennifer oh, Garner for a long time. True. That's why I wouldn't change it to Jennifer. That's, yeah, exactly. I was like, he was already married <laughs> to a Jennifer. I wouldn't want to like associate that even more. I don't know. Yeah, yeah totally. I just think for someone who's actually a performer and who's like, like I'll even say it from like an entertainment point of view. I think that the changing your legal name of it all is actually less of a big deal because like if you're like Jennifer Lopez is probably registered in SAG as Jennifer Lopez. Any mm-hmm. pro- like there's actually there, there's a whole thing with SAG. Like you have to register your name. If someone else has your name, you have to choose a new name. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't have the same name as somebody else. So mm. Jennifer Lopez is Jennifer Lopez probably in all of her professional stuff. If she does a movie, the credits are going to come up as Jennifer Lopez. Like people in entertainment often have a different entertainment name and legal name. So for her to be like, I'm going to throw my husband a bone and give him my legal name because I love him and we're having right, this little right. fun thing. To me, I'm kind of like, whatever, that's sweet. Right, exactly. I feel the same way. Like, even though I'm probably not changing my name, it's like, if that's what is symbolic to you or meaningful to you in like your marriage and building a family and a union, then leave her alone. Like, Like, let her do it. And the parts about like, Oh, but she has such a like iconic Latina name and there's not that many like Latina pop stars. It's like, but still that's not really her, her problem. Like the Mm -hmm. fact that we can't really appreciate cultural identity beyond a last name isn't really Jennifer Lopez's problem, but it is. Also like, are articles going to start calling her Jennifer Affleck? No. no. Like, is that really what's going to happen? Like, no. I saw a tweet that like, oh, J-F. J-F is terrible. She's not going to go by J-F. That's not (laughs) even a thing. I feel like we do have a good amount of female Latina pop stars. We have Selena Gomez. Oh, that's uh, true. Camila Cabello. Demi Lovato. Camila Cabello. There you go. So, I don't know. The representation is there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's going to forget that Jennifer Lopez... Was Jennifer Lopez? I think I it's sort Rosalia's of like Rosalia's Hispanic, but not Latina. Mm. Yeah, Mariah Carey is Mariah Carey up. Latina. I don't know. I know Mariah Carey is so, mi- like she's, she's half black. Yeah, but I don't know I don't if know. she's. Yeah, for famous people, yeah, it's. I think it's an interesting conversation for like normal people, just as like you know, people are with every generation. More people are marrying people from a different background, and it's like. I just think about like in a hundred years, is everybody going to be the same color, but have all different types of last names? And that's not a bad thing. It's just interesting to think about. Like, I just think about sometimes like my kids will have Mike's last name, but Mike is Asian American, but most people think he's just a hundred percent white. So like likely, you know, my kids will just look a hundred percent white their kids, and we're just going to have a bunch of gins. <laughs> and that's <laughs> not a problem. It's just like interesting to think about. And if like, it's true. is the disconnect between the name and the strong attachment to cultural identity, a bad thing. I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to talk to somebody that knows about that more. So let me know if you do. (laughs) Shout out if they're an expert. But it's not Jennifer Lopez's problem. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of experts, let's talk about Harry Styles. I would love to become a Harry Styles expert. Texas State University will offer a course called Harry Styles in the Cult of Celebrity, Identity, the Internet, and European Pop Culture. According to the professor, the course will center Harry in a broader discussion about the, quote, cultural and political development of the modern celebrity as related to questions of gender and sexuality, race, class, nation, and globalism, media, fashion, fan culture, internet culture, and consumerism. So All like everything. That. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and this will just be a conversation about whatever we want. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> 
we bottom line, we want to talk about Harry Styles. (laughs) 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 If I could like really describe like that's a good that's a good description of our podcast. We just um can't say cultural, political, modern celebrity as related to gender sexuality. We should just start making that our whole tag up. Yeah, that's it, actually. Welcome to the Betches Up podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to talk about cultural, political development, modern celebrity as it relates to questions of gender, sexuality, race, nationalism, globalism, media. Incredible. 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 My question is, um, would you take this class? Um, I am a huge Harry Styles fan, but I think of like how much it costs to go to college and how much when it breaks down per per class, I'm like, I really shouldn't be spending this money on Harry Styles class. If it was a free course in my high school, maybe, Mm. but I want to get my money's worth as much as I love Harry. Yeah. It depends to me. Like, if it's knocking off a gen ed credit, like it's like, oh, you need to take, you know, because I remember like for University of Delaware, there were classes in all these different like categories and you had to take like three in each for me to get my little mm-hmm. Bachelor of Arts or whatever. And I'm like, if it qualified for one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. If I was going to pay for it anyway. I took Detection of Art Forgeries because it counted <laughs> no. as a science credit. That's fun. Like, Did you feel <laughs> like you were in the Da Vinci Code? It was a great class and it was actually an online class so I would have to go to like the computer center and like take my tests and like watch everything and it to this day is one of the classes I reference the most because I learned so many like interesting we did like case studies of different art forgeries and there were some really really interesting ones so imagine if you could go back to college and take classes in the things that you now know you are actually interested in uh-huh. you could pay that much money yeah. <laughs> I would probably take this class for the same reason as you Elise like if I was gonna pay the tuition anyway and like this this there wasn't anything more useful my main hang-up is that it's in Texas that's tough there's I don't I want to live I want to live through the semester yeah I'm not trying to be a college a young female college student in Texas at this time um, <laughs> exactly. That's so dark. I do love Harry Styles, though. I want to put that on the record. Even though I would not take this course, I would take that. There are. Yeah. I have finally kind of started to. I'm not like nerdy enough to fully be on this area of TikTok, but there are like either they're just grad students or very smart consumers who will just do three minutes of like media analysis of of somebody, of a Kardashian, of, I mean, obviously there's Kardashian colloquium, of Harry Styles, and it's free. And uh-huh. I think like they're literally citing like probably a lot of the things that are going to be on this syllabus. Like these kids are crazy. Like, I don't know when they have the time. They're just like, here's my thesis. Nobody like normally 50 people might read my dissertation, but here are TikTok and then like hundreds of thousands of people see it. So instead of pay, just go on TikTok. I can't tell you how many of those like timelines and PowerPoint presentations I <laughs> watched of, of the whole funny girl casting debacle with Beanie Feldstein <laughs> and Leah Michelle. I am, oh, I, yes. I've watched every single one that's come across my like for you page. I don't know if everyone knows what's going on, but it's it's juicy. We talked about me and Millie talked about it, but it's it's also very funny because I watch every single one of them, even though I already know all the details and all the videos say the same yes. details. <laughs> and I'm just like, gotta watch this one. This is a different person. Well, now doesn't she say she got tonsillitis? Isn't she, she saying that? She wasn't up vocally for the part. That's she has just, tonsillitis. Couldn't, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff that went on where it's like, that is true. And also the production did her dirty in a number of ways. Yes. Like they didn't have to let her be humiliated. Like, like there are ways to yes. realize yes. your star can't do it and 
figure things out where the person doesn't get publicly humiliated on the level yeah. that Beanie was. You don't Can't just, she, like, like, change yeah. the key of song? You know, like, there are... Well, for Funny Girl, the first revival since mm-hmm. Barbara Streisand, I would say don't do that. But Fair. <laughs> Fair enough. So it's going to be fucking incredible with Leah and Michelle. You also can't really epic. go up against Barbara Streisand. Like, I don't think you can put anyone against Barbara mm-hmm. Streisand. Yeah, there's just a lot. It, there's a lot that went on there that didn't need to. Like, she, she, Beanie did get done dirty. And it is also true that she was not the right person mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. this part. But... Mm-hmm. There were a lot of things that could have happened between her casting and her getting up on that stage and getting savaged in the reviews where, like, you know, you protect your star a little bit. You don't have to I saw it and I goals. loved it. I loved it. Right. So I thought I she was great. I a lot of people who liked it, too. Like, and also, I again, I heard that the original production was supposed to be based off of this West End production of Funny mm-hmm. Girl that was less vocally heavy and a lot more comedically heavy and a lot more leaning towards her skills as a funny girl. So nothing wrong with that. Exactly. And the producer should have embraced that and should have been like, should have framed it that way. Like this is the interpretation we're going for now. And then eventually bring Leah Michelle in. You don't, you don't put Beanie Feldstein to stand there and just sing. She needs to be moving around and Mm -hmm. singing. That was the problem is that she's not just sit with a spotlight and sing. So they should have made the production Mm -hmm. around her more. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like action funny. Yes. And I do, you know, whatever. Leah Michelle definitely can sing the part. She can stand there and sing. She can definitely sing the part. And she does have comedy chops from Glee. She's funny in Glee. Like she, so, you know, we'll see. I do think she's going to be technically, it's just interesting to see like, a villain of her nature get her like literal dream. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why it was such a pop culture moment. It really was just right of because course. Beanie's so likable, and it, mm-hmm. and that is the mm-hmm. thing where it's like I do think that people were rooting for Beanie to do well. So the production, there's just a lot of people who fumbled the bag for it to have gone as poorly as it did. But at the same time, it is so like sad to be like. Here we have this very likable person who we all really want to be good at this role, but like kind of didn't have it. And then we have this other person who is a major Uh. villain, but we know actually can do it. So I think that's what makes it so interesting. Exactly. Is like the talent versus the niceness, like versus like personality and who being a villain versus being a fan favorite. There's a lot to dive into there. A lot. Many TikToks to be made. Many talks. Many talks. Yeah. Well, that's an activity that um, that you can do in the heat. What what will you guys be watching this weekend instead of going outside in the ninety six degree weather? What have you been watching, Ryan? Oh, I really want to go see Nope. That's what I was about to say. I'm going to yeah. go yeah. see Nope, the new Jordan Peele movie. Um, I haven't seen Persuasion yet on Netflix, so I might take a gander it's at that. Kind, one it's at kind home. of it's getting kind of roasted, isn't it? Oh, is it? I, I think heard so. I've heard it's that. been getting roasted, but whatever. I like to see people in pretty period costumes. Absolutely. I like period yeah, pieces. Yeah, that sounds perfect. You know, cool you down. I like long, loving looks. Perfect. Perfect recommendations. Thank you, Brian. I will be dragging you back. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Definitely soon. Please. This was so fun to catch up. Perfect. Hopefully, um, yeah, maybe next time the Senate is voting on a bill fundamental to your humanity as an equal person. Yeah, we'll that might be again. nice, yeah. That might be tomorrow. <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Dieberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. 
The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.